We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like its Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC. Choose UPMC for your family's health care needs close to home. Visit UPMC.com slash Central PA for a complete list of services and locations. The Whitaker Center for Science and the Arts in Harrisburg is approaching its 25th anniversary. The Whitaker Center is a jewel of downtown Harrisburg and the region for families, children, students, and adults to view and engage in science movies and shows. It may be the premier stop for hands-on science, technology, engineering, art, and math, or STEAM in central Pennsylvania. Mary Oliveira is the new president of Whitaker Center, and she joins us on The Spark. Mary Oliveira, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you, Scott. All right. You know, I didn't want to sound like a commercial for the Whitaker Center, (laughs) even though I probably did. But it is one of the most unique experiences in central Pennsylvania. Why? I think uh, what I'm lovingly calling our multiple personality disorder is the best way to describe it. You know, (laughs) underneath the roof of Whitaker Center, we have so many amazing and immersive opportunities, as you already mentioned, for people of all ages and backgrounds, whether you're a science aficionado um, looking forward to having another one of our traveling exhibits hit our scene um, in the next few weeks. Or if you're an arts lover, you know, we've got the Sunoco Performing Arts Theater and really looking to rebuild the programmatic calendar of that, to have the light shining so much brighter than they have since the pandemic. Um, In between that, if you're a coder and a gamer, we've got the PNC Innovation Zone. So really kind of taking us outside of the science and the arts and looking ahead in terms of what students and young kids are looking to learn about and learning through playing is one of our taglines there. So there's just a little bit of everything for everybody. And that's what makes it so unique, I think. And we're going to talk about many of those things throughout the program. But taking on this role, Did you or do you feel any responsibility knowing that the Whitaker Center has such reputation? Oh, any responsibility, (laughs) all the responsibility, certainly. Um, It was an incredible honor to have this opportunity and step into this role, first of all, as the first female president and CEO interred for Whitaker Center. That's critical not for my resume so much as it is for the young female professionals coming behind me, and that's including my 20-year-old daughter, um, trying to be a role model for the next generation of women in the workforce and what they can aspire to and having those three letters on their business card. But Whitaker is at this really um, tipping point. You know, as we've emerged from the pandemic, having been a shuttered venue for a year and a half and really trying to reclimb back up um, to pre-pandemic, as many in the world are still doing and figuring their way out, and also reimagining what Whitaker Next can become as we're approaching that 25th anniversary mark and thinking what the next 25 years could and should include. So, What impact did the pandemic have on Whitaker? And You know, I have to say that I have to take a step back from time to time because it's 2024. The pandemic started, or we felt it here in the United States, in 2020. It's four years later. But many of us, so many individuals, institutions, everyone still impacted by the pandemic. Now, you weren't there at the time, but how did the pandemic impact the Whitaker Center? 
Well, you know, as an events venue, um, we were in that classification of red under Governor Wolf's then executive order. So we were a shuttered venue for a year and a half as, you know, we kind of meandered our way through what the pandemic really had in store for us really day by day, week by week. Um, so that from a programmatic perspective certainly, you know, had us attrition down in staffing and things that we were capable and able to do. A highlight during that time, while we couldn't necessarily live to the vision of uh, what Whitaker's there um, to serve the community for, we did open our doors to the students of the region. Uh, our friends at Comcast provided free Wi-Fi connectivity. So we were able to welcome in different groups of school-age children to be able to connect and do their schoolwork on site and have a safe and comfortable atmosphere to do that in. So we looked to serve the community in a different way when we couldn't do it in our primary function. Um, and yes, you're right, it's been almost four years. It's amazing to think that that's how long it's been when it seems like just yesterday when we got that, you know, directive to go home with our laptops for two weeks. Um, I think Whitaker wants to reemerge back into both the Harrisburg City market as well as the surrounding region and be looked upon as a destination venue, somewhere that you go because you went with your parents or your grandparents and you now want to bring your children or your grandchildren or friends and family that are visiting in from out of town because it affords a, a safe and comfortable atmosphere and the opportunity to really just kind of spend an hour and a whole day there and immerse yourself in some great experiences that are getting kids away from their own electronic screens um, and again, the learning through play that we weave into everything we do makes it fun both for the parents and the kids alike without realizing it. Two things you just said. Yeah. Reemerge. Yeah. How do you reemerge? I, I didn't realize you had to reemerge and make Whitaker Center a destination when I think many people already consider it a destination. It absolutely is still considered that. I think we have to um, look at the world around us that has changed. You know, Harrisburg itself has changed quite a bit. The landscape, the demographics, um, even just the foot traffic on a daily basis, you know, with the world still operating in a fairly heavy hybrid or virtual work capacity. We don't have the influx of the state employees coming in every day, hitting the restaurants for lunch or looking for opportunities for afternoon activities to get away from their desk. So that's had a strong impact, as had um, after hours activities. You know, we've seen just such a change in the environment around us. And so being a part of that environment, we all, I think, still need to reemerge and redefine how we reengage with the community differently. But what about Whitaker as a destination? Yeah. Because, again, I always thought of it as a destination in downtown Harrisburg. Yeah. I think Whitaker has such um, a great story and uh, a fun tagline we were just throwing around the office a few days ago is, the people who know us love us, so just get to know us. <laughs> Um, and that's a story that we know needs to be heard by more audiences, different audiences, maybe um, where a, a little blip in our 25 years may have not had us top of mind with people. How do we do that? And we do that by getting out there and learning, first of all, what does the community need and want us to be for them? So my first 90 days have been very much an intentional listening tour, both with the staff inside, board, and now community as well. And... Um, I think Whitaker, you know, definitely is is ready to uh, embrace everyone as they walk through our door. Do you have to compete with other venues? 
I don't see it so much as competition as co-opetition. You know, we obviously have a robust theater community in Harrisburg. I've recently attended events at Gamut and Narcisse and and all around. You're all very close within open walkable stage yeah. and our yeah. friends at Theater Harrisburg that yeah. utilize us. The students at Casa, you know, that are also in our theater um, uh, on a recurring basis. So it's more about how we help lift each other up, and we all do things so very differently that there's enough space, I think, to coexist and support one another in in our different missions and what we do. All right. Now, this may sound like a job interview question. Maybe you were (laughs) asked this question uh, when you interviewed, uh, but why did you want the job? Well, I think I already touched upon the meaningful part of of being a female role model, certainly. Mm -hmm. Um, Whitaker Center opened its doors, 9999 easy to remember, certainly, and we'll be looking forward to some great celebrations happening later on this fall. I, like Dorothy, left central Pennsylvania to the big city of Washington, D.C. for my bachelor's degree, and also, like Dorothy, knew there was no place like home when I was ready to start and raise my own family. I moved back from the D.C. area September 13th, 1999. So I think fate somehow had a hand in this full circle of allowing me that time to build a career and experiences and different roles that positioned me to have a little bit of hopefully everything Whitaker needed in its next leader, and also those local roots and relationships that definitely is what Whitaker needs right now. So your vision for Whitaker going forward. My vision is um, to be accessible, to be inclusive, to be uh, top of mind for the Harrisburg region as a place to really ask of our friends and families, what do you mean you haven't gone to Whitaker lately? Um, I want that to be the story people are telling as they're sharing the examples of what drew them into us um, most recently. A lot of great things happening over the next couple months, I think, that'll really just lay more of a foundation, as I talked about that Whitaker Next, which is really the three to five year plan that we're working on. One of the challenges that museums or destinations often face is staying fresh. Mm -hmm. I would think that would be something would be one of your priorities in uh, a destination of science and, and the arts. But how do you do that? How do you overcome that challenge of staying fresh? I mean, kids who are seven, eight, nine years old who have been to Whitaker, they, they like it. But when they're 13, 14, why will they come back? Uh, We're always having to challenge ourselves with building curriculum and programming that speaks to where they're at in their learning curve and their journey as well. Most recently, uh, we became certified as a girl with um, being the regional Girls Who Code Club Mm -hmm. here. Um, We've got some great community leaders that are partnering with us on that, really trying to encourage an influx of girls in grades 6 through 12 to learn a little bit more, be more curious about potential pathways in the different STEM and STEAM fields that they have in front of them. PNC Innovation Zone, a lot of great coding and gaming was some of the original concept behind that. But how do we bring AI into it now? Because that's really what is next, you know, um, and five years plus when you talk about the change in the professional and business environments that we need to help prepare these students to, to be accustomed to and, and to be able to deal with. And on the entertainment side, you know, what's the hottest and newest in the news? So what are we going to be doing in the month of March as we celebrate Women's History Month? We've got Beyonce's film on the big screen, Taylor Swift's Eras Tours movie on the big screen. So knowing what's really important and hot and trending in our community's news feeds every day is what we have to go out and bring into Whitaker. So we encourage them to come 
come in and experience it with us. Are you on top of the latest trends? Are, are you a hipster? <laughs> My 20-year-old daughter would say no okay. emphatically to that. So. <laughs> All right. So is this like a group effort? It is absolutely a group effort. You know, um, it doesn't rest upon the shoulders of just one person regardless of title. And I am so very blessed to be surrounded by a passionate and dedicated team at Whitaker that I adopted. I got to walk in um, and from day one, learning about their Whitaker why, you know, as mentioned, why do they show up and do what they do every day, um, continues to inspire and empower me every single moment. And when we think about the whys or the why nots that we have to face, um, we're solution oriented and we come together weekly. And I said to them from day one, kick the box down third street. We're not thinking inside or outside the boxes anymore. So let's just Throw it out there and see what works. I, I mentioned girls. I have to think about that. I thought about this when you mentioned that you're the first woman CEO, head of the, the Whitaker Center. The STEM subjects, now the STEAM subjects, say now STEAM really hasn't replaced STEM, no. but it's added to it. You put the A in there, the arts. But uh, over the years, there have, there's been a lower percentage, much lower percentage of girls young women who have pursued careers or have been interested in college majors that are related to science, technology, engineering, and math. Now, the arts, although there are a lot of women and young girls interested in the arts. But I notice in your curriculum, if I can call it curriculum, that you have several programs for, that are specifically for girls. Tell me about that. We do. And I think that's a great point. As I mentioned already, one of the things of Whitaker Center um, focus as we move forward into Whitaker Next is how do we become a player to our business community as a workforce development partner? Um, we've already talked about how learning through play gets interwoven into almost everything that we do. And um, to your point, yes, uh, in the most recent study, I think 21, 22, 35 percent women versus 65% men. And I think that's up, actually. Okay. Because I remember is. just a few years ago, it was like 15%. It, it's it's growing, which is exciting. When you look at, um, in the college exploration, you're looking at about 44% of women pursuing degrees. Then there's some kind of drop-off to going into that job market. Um, we've seen also historically that typically in the lower school experience, it's in that fourth through sixth grade where girls start to drop off and lose their initial interest in, in the STEM fields. So we put a very concentrated effort in those ages earlier on when they have that curiosity, that have that desire to be a part of some of those areas of interest. But for some reason, whether it's the socialization in their schools, whether it's different components um, that are offered to them through their own school curriculum, they're dropping off and, and continuing that, you know, as they head into the high school age, which is really where the seeds get planted for what they kind of want to do later in life. So with our girls in STEM and girls in STEAM camps that we do in the summer as part of a very specific and focused camp offering throughout the year, uh, we do seasonal curriculum building, 8, 10, 12 weeks worth of building upon different topics that are going to relate. And again, anywhere from third grade on up um, in those age categories where we we want to just make sure that that little seed of curiosity and interest and we blossom it into excitement about what STEAM and STEM has to offer them. We have a Women in STEM uh, committee made up of women who are currently serving in different capacities in those uh, jobs, and they're able to serve as role models, mentors, and leaders to the younger girls that we bring in and teach them not just 
what they have available to them, but ways to get there and to encourage them and open them up to what it has to offer. So we do have a concentrated effort on girls in the STEAM and STEM fields uh, because we want to get that at least back up to that 50-50 or up to that 50-50 mark. So the programs that you're talking about, how are they different for girls than they would be for boys? I don't think so much. It's a matter of the curriculum as it is providing an environment of encouragement and curiosity and excitement about learning and growing within those fields that somehow gets a little eclipsed maybe in other areas of their world. Um, whether again, who with they socialize with in their school choices that they're making in the classes that they're taking. So it's really more about not the curriculum, but the environment and who we're opening them up to um, those women in that field professionally that can offer them um, ways to, to grow in that as well. One of the aspects of the Whitaker Center that has made it so unique over the years is the hands-on approach mm-hmm. of activities. Why is engaging people in a hands-on way, why is that important? Well, you know, people learn in a variety of ways, you know, whether it's hearing, reading, seeing, and doing kind of combines all of that. Um, For us, interactive and immersive stands out um, as a way that allows the parent and the child to do it together, that allows our professional educators to really see what they're teaching be executed. We start curriculum as early as three years old with our little learners on Wednesday mornings. And so teaching is one thing, but being taught back because of what they're showing and doing themselves is really a way to ensure that those lessons are being deeply embedded. It would seem that fun would be a big aspect of that too. Absolutely. Fun from me on down team members, you know, guests that come in. Uh, I think we've got fun incorporated into all of the job postings that we have. If you want to have fun, Whitaker's the place to do it. Um, And that's so important for our guests as they come in through the door as well. That learning through play. We don't want them to feel as if they're sitting at their desks in their typical school environment. So it's on their feet. They're moving around the building. They're getting lots of steps in as they go from uh, interactive session to interactive session. What kind of trends are you seeing when it comes to kids in particular and, and science? They're excited about a little bit of everything. You know, one of the things that we uh, specialize in all year round are the field trips. And Mm -hmm. we get so excited ourselves when we know that the buses are lining up and and the students are going to be pouring into the building. Um, For some of them, I think it's really more about the environment that they're immersed in when they're at Whitaker. Again, they're not sitting at a desk. They're not sitting in front of a laptop or a computer. They're really able to move around at their own pace and guide themselves as well. And some of that capability of being able to learn on their own and self-teach as they go through all of our different stations, I think imposes a, a, a level of enjoyment and ownership to what they're experiencing there versus being drilled to by a teacher or an educator at Whitaker. What about trends in the arts? Oh, the arts. I think the arts, um, it's about such an expansive arena, certainly, Mm -hmm. from music to dance to art itself on the walls. Um, I think it's about... um, just really looking beyond what we've always done and trying to understand that there is such a wide spectrum of what our audience and community wants to have inside the doors that we've got to try to give a little bit to everybody. So that's what we're going to be looking to do. We talked about how 
STEAM is mentioned mm-hmm. most often today as opposed to just STEM. How do the arts and science go together? And we have about a minute left. There's so much research on the intersectionality of arts and science, and that's something that one of, I know, our board members is incredibly passionate about, and we're going to be diving into a little bit more to build out curriculum that really shows that intersectionality and overlay, and how we can make sure some of the things that we're bringing into Whitaker bring that to life even more so than ever before. It would seem that creativity, that the two go together, creativity in creating art, Mm -hmm and creativity in science. I mean, it's the same kind of thinking, critical thinking. I think it's a matter of critical thinking and curiosity at mm-hmm. the same time. You don't know what you don't know, and um, trying to help to embed that degree of curiosity to learn um, about all that that is there is really what we hope to do, regardless of where the students then go off. In the Mary, Mary Oliveira, the new president of Whitaker Center for uh, Science and the Arts, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you, Scott.